very mature adoption. Every time when there is something, a Nobel Prize winner, somebody famous, Jewish people ask the question, is he Jewish? Actually, from the Nobel Peace Prize winner from lately, anybody Jewish? Mm -hmm. The last week, any Jewish people? You don't know. So. This Monday, we celebrated Columbus Day, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big discussion. Was Columbus Jewish? That's for sure that Columbus had, had help from disciples of, of, of a rabbi, Rabbi Avram Zakus, who helped him with the navigation. He was a big navigator, he was an astronomist, and they helped him a lot. But the question is, Columbus alone is Jewish, himself is Jewish. Now, when was Columbus leaving Spain to go to America? 1492. 1492, when? Right after Ferdinand and Isabella kicked out the Jews. When you say right after, you know what it means? A day later. A day later. Isn't it strange that a day after all the Jews were expelled from, from uh, Spain, that's the day that they, 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 they went, to, went to, to, for sale to look for the new world? What, what was the day that then they were, the Jews were expelled from, from, from uh, Spain. Which day of the year was it? Spain. What was unique about this day? Was it Tishabov? And Tishabov, 300,000 Jews was left uh, Spain. Oh. Columbus left a day after Tishabov. Why? Because on Tishabov, we don't go out for Junis. It's not a good luck that he pushed the door for a day after Tishabov. That makes sense. But he left a day after Tishabov because he saw maybe there is no future for the Jewish people in Spain. Let's go look for a different place. Let's go look for a new world. We cannot continue here. Number two. Who sponsored the trip for Columbus to go... The Queen. To go... That's popular belief is that the queen gave the money, sponsored the, the trip. The truth is, it's not true. The main money was given by Jewish people, rich Jews who gave him the money to go to look for the world. Among them, the finance minister of the Spanish government, who was Barbanel. Don Isaac Abarbanel. By the way, it's so absurd that during the time when the Jewish people, when the finance minister was a Jew, and he financed the whole, everything. At the same time, they were, they were throwing out, they were expelling all the Jews from, from Spain. More than that, they, he offered, the king offered Isaac Barbanel to stay. He told him, you can stay. He said, no, I'm not staying. He told him, I'll give you a minion. He said, no. He begged them. He said, I'm going with my people. And I think that he moved to Portugal, and, and then to Italy, Portugal for sure. Then the sponsors, the, the day he left is right after the expulsion of the Jews. The sponsors were Jewish. Sounds already a little bit unusual. But you know, many Jews sponsor things of non-Jews. That's not yet this. Um, there are 15 volumes of books, of letters, that Barbanel, that, that, that uh, Christopher Columbus wrote. It's published, I think, 
published it 100 years ago, whatever, something like this. And in this letter, he, he wrote a lot. In this letter, he quotes the Bible, I've read right and left, constantly quoting the Bible. Hmm. He once he was sitting in, a, he was laying in the boat. He was he was in a he had a huge fever. He was sick. He was, he says he was praying to God, and then he heard a voice that tell him, just as God made miracles to Abraham, that he had a baby when he was hundred years old, and Sarah when she was ninety, so too God can make a miracle to you. That's what he writes. Another time he says it was a huge storm in the sea. You can just imagine what they went through there, and. There was a huge uh, wave came on them, and they survived. That everybody says, he says, we said it was, su it was such a great miracle was didn't take place since the spreading of the sea. That the lingo that he speaks is all about Bible and Judaism. But again, it still doesn't say that it's that it's that it's Jewish. I mean. Plenty of Christians and other religions, religious people, Muslims, everybody loves the Bible. Who doesn't love the Bible? But here comes the better proofs. He wrote a will, and his will writes that he wants we should give ten percent. They should give ten percent of his money for charity. Hmm. That's in the Bible, right? Ten percent. I wish all the Jews would live by it, but. <laughs> 10%, but this is also not necessarily a Jewish thing to do. Many non-Jews, actually. They tithe. They give tithe. They do they give 10%? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. More than do. A lot of people. God bless them. We just have to direct them to the right charity. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said something very interesting. He chose a charity that is unique for the Jewish people. What are the charities that you know? Helping the, feeding the poor, like food banks, building hospitals, visiting the sick, burying the dead, dressing the naked, tsunamis, hunger, giving uh, as in, uh, um, briefcases to children, feeding the young children, wheels and, uh, uh, meals and wheels and wheels and meals, and all this, everything. But there is one charity that is unique to the Jewish people. Federation. <laughs> what? Federation. Educating the society? Educating the children. That's also what people pay when Bill Gates set up a whole uh, foundation for education. What do you said? Like the Long Society, I don't know what it's called. There is a Long Society, that's a nice thing, what do you say? There is, there is a free loan society that lends money to people for, they shouldn't have, to, free of, free of, of uh, interest. Interest-free loan. Because the worst thing is when you have to pay interest. That's the free, it's considered the highest mitzvah of charity because, the highest level of charity because you're giving the other person charity in the most dignified way. He doesn't want to take charity. Tell him, hey, I'm giving you $10,000. And give me back in two years. But give me, just give me the ten thousand. Usually, I can make from the money money. Is that I really should give me back twelve thousand dollars? That I giving him two thousand dollars charity, but in the most he never feels that he get charity for me. He just got the money and he give me back the money. Still, that's not the charity they was talking about. There is a unique charity for the Jewish people. For burial. 
That's everybody else is doing too. Well, but there is What else needs charity? And it exists in every Jewish community. And that's considered the most important charity of the in Judaism. Education? No. Giving to the priests? <laughs> Maybe to the rabbis? <laughs> <laughs> How could it be? It must be a trick uh, question, Rabbi. Mikvah? Mikvah. Mikvah is an important charity. It's written that if your if community does not have a mikvah, they should sell the shul and build a mikvah. For a bris? A bris is a nice thing, but no. <laughs> There is one charity that's unique for the Jewish people. Torah study? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Picking us peace. Build a synagogue. Very important, I guess. <laughs> well, that's not there. There is something more important than this. Marrying off poor brides. It's called Achnasat Kala. Special fund for weddings. <coughs> in the secular society, you don't have money. Go to go to the to the judge, get married in, in, in the courthouse, and go home. Who needs who says you need a wedding? Judaism doesn't believe in it. Judaism says that the most important charity is to take a couple who cannot afford it and to help them to get married, to buy them furniture and to find them a house and to buy them clothing for the wedding and pay for and make a nice wedding and so on and on and on. And there is and there is in every community today in the Jewish world, and was forever, special organizations that they are busy with helping young couples to get married. It's not that what people they're not hungry, they're not starving, they're not sick, they're not old, they're not children. They want to get married. So you want to get married, it's your problem? No. It's our problem. Because how the Jewish people continue in marriages. Achnasat Kala exists in every, in every community. Achnasa means to enter. Kale, the Kale, enter the Kala to the Chuppe. And it's more, the wedding is about the bride. She will be embarrassed if she doesn't have the, 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 the gown. And she, she, wants, she needs the, the wedding more than the groom. Then, therefore, Judaism is very, says, the Jewish law says that Achnasat Kala, if a community organization, let's say a federation type of organization or fundraisers, have money, number one, they should give it for Achnasat Kala. Because there is no charity and Zdakah Gdola Mizu. There is no charity greater than that. That's what the code of Jewish law says in the laws of charity. There is a story, once a guy, you know, in every community they go around, they fundraise for Achnasat Kala. He says, you know, they tell him, you know, this couple wants to get married, we need money for them. Usually, they don't say who is the couple, because they want to embarrass them. story goes, he said, you know, I would give you money for the wedding, but I don't think it's a good shidduch. I don't think it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, it's like if somebody asked him if it's a good shidduch or not. But it's a good excuse for not giving. Columbus writes in his will that we should give charity to the to the bride, Young Bride Charity Fund. If you're not Jewish, you never heard of such a charity. Even many Jews never heard of such a charity, for sure not Jews. This is already something unique to the Jewish people. This is the, a charity that's 
I don't believe we find it. Maybe there is somebody somewhere exists in one place, but by Jews it's in every, it's a part of, of Judaism. Then he writes, they should give charity to a certain Jew who lives in the gate by the entrance of the ghetto in Lisbon. Well, Lisbon. He knew some Jew there, and he wanted to should give him money. Obviously, if he has a connection with a Jew in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. More than that, he, in his, in his writing, he, he, cal- he calculates the age of the world. That the way he calculates it is a very interesting. He writes, I will tell you now I'm calculating it according to the Jewish calculation. That's what he writes. How does he know the Jewish calculation, first of all? More than that, how he calculates it? From creation until where? If you're Jewish, how do you think? Through the generations. From creation until when? And then from creation till Abraham. You know when Abraham was born? 1948. 1948. From creation. The state of Israel was born in 1948. 1948 from creation, Abraham was born. That he calculates, he writes the date from creation until 1948, until Abraham, and from Abraham until the destruction of the second temple. If he's not Jewish, how he knows about the first temple? Abraham, to think like this, to calculate like this, from the creation, and then comes something very more, even more exciting. In 1894, the Italian government published 15 volumes of his writings, of his letters. There is 13 letters, or 11 letters, that he wrote to his son. Obviously, he didn't have so much of a... And when you look good in the top right side, he writes two letters. You know, Jewish people, when they start a letter, they write two words. Baruch Hashem. B-H. Bet Hey in, in Hebrew, or B-H in English. You start with the name of God. By the grace of God, then we start with... Now, now we're going to talk. First of all is, Be'ezrat Hashem. With the help of God. Or the, some people write it in Aramaic, Besiata Dishmaya, with the help of God. You write usually Baruch Hashem. The Baruch Hashem that everybody says, you not only say it, you write it. Baruch Hashem. Of the 11 letters that he sends to his son, he writes this thing in top. Mm-hmm. Only to his son. Ah? Uh-huh. Only to his son. Only to his son. The 11, he wrote thousands of letters, but the letters he wrote to his son, the 11 letters that he found. Probably. No, he didn't write in Hebrew. No, 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 no. If he write in Hebrew, it wouldn't be a question. <laughs> but, uh, but that he wrote, he, he, then all of these proofs, and who in his right mind goes to a new world and looking for Noah. He has to be a Jew, he's trying for, to find something. Then all of this, when you think about Columbus, I mean, he was, all these proofs show that there is a very good chance that he was Jewish. Not for sure, nobody knows for sure. The very good chance that he was Jewish. That at least, what you can learn in Columbus Day, that's the day that he died, or the day he came to America, or that's any specific day, or they just chose a random day. Anybody knows why, why it's Columbus Day this week? They needed another holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All the schools need a midwinter break or fall break. I think they're trying to get rid of it. No, but Columbus why it was, was no, I don't yesterday. Know. Yeah, the date itself. It up, right? I don't know if it has a significance, does it? 
was yesterday? Was uh, October what? Huh? 12. 12. It's uh, the, the second weekend of October, the first Sunday, the first Monday, the second Monday, I don't know what it is. I just thought maybe it's, 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 maybe it's your side. Huh? It's arrival in America, which happened on October Oh, yeah, arrival, uh, arrival in America, 12, October 12. 12, 12 19, uh, 1492. 1492. Uh -huh. 1492. Yeah. Uh, took him yeah. two months, that's it? How long did it take? When did he leave? One, two months. Does it say when he left? No, he left Tisha No, it's July, August. Tishabov, this it's different. But he left uh, um, August. When was the expulsion from Spain? August second or something? So September, October, two months. Uh, no, three months. Two, two and a half months. 